Hello and welcome to The Word Opened with me, Bramwell, from Holness Ministries. This is a weekly podcast opening God's Word, going through verse by verse and looking at what God's Word, the Bible, says. So we've been spending quite a few weeks now in Acts 2. Uh, This is episode 31 of our first series of the word together and we've been going through the book of acts those of you that have been with us from the beginning will know that we've been going through the book of acts which has been really setting the foundations of our faith setting the foundations of the book of acts which will help us as we go through the rest of acts and so as we've been looking at acts 2 We've been seeing Peter's preach, Peter's gospel message, Peter's boldness. And we last week looked at this whole thing in Acts 2 verse 40 about the perverse generation. What is the perverse generation? And talking about you know, this whole thing of the perverse generation being with us today. You know, this perverse generation is with us still today. Nothing has changed. You know, this whole thing of you know, people who lack faith, people who are weak in faith, people who are inward looking and selfish. You know, this is the perverse generation. It was a lot more that we discussed last week and I really want to encourage you that if you haven't heard last week's podcast then just take some time to go back and to listen to last week because we do live in this perverse generation and it's something that Jesus talked about and it's what Peter is saying be saved from this perverse generation be saved from the way people live today and that should be our message today you know, our message today is be saved from this generation be saved from the world that you see around you because when you come to Jesus things will change your life will change you won't walk in that way anymore because Jesus will change you when you come to faith when you come to knowing who Jesus truly is when it's revealed to you the Holy Spirit will pour in and will bring about a character change he will bring about a life change and this is something as wholeness ministries that we are so keen and passionate about because wholeness ministries stands for seeing people come to Christ being made whole and equipped for ministry being made whole that is about seeing your life changed your life transformed and that's our prayer is that when people come to Christ lives are changed you know if my life isn't changed then there seriously needs to be questions asked about whether you know, Jesus has been truly revealed to them whether they have truly accepted Jesus Lives will change with Jesus. Things will not be the same. And that's where Peter is talking about. Be saved from this perverse generation. But today, 
we see what happens after that. What happens after somebody has been saved. And this is something again that as wholeness ministries we are passionate about. Because it shows the foundations of what we would call today the church. What Jesus would have called the ecclesia. And so we're going to start to unpack that through today's session and it will go over the next few weeks, I'm pretty certain and pretty sure. So let's pick up in Acts 2 verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. So as we read that passage the first thing that i want to draw out is that they continued steadfastly who continued steadfastly well let's just rewind to verse 41 then those who gladly received his word were baptized that's the word that peter has given that's the gospel message that Peter has given. That's the message we looked at last week to be saved from this perverse generation. Those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. These 3,000 souls are the souls of the people that continued steadfastly. And this phrase, continued steadfastly, means to preserve or to give constant attention to a thing. Whatever that thing is, we'll look at it in a minute. But it's the fact is that these 3,000 souls gave constant attention to something. This wasn't something that was just like, oh, you know, I've now given my life and yeah, that's it. Because that's not it. You know, again, if if someone just gives their life to Jesus, they say they give their life and then doesn't do the next step. Again, there's a question that needs to be asked. You know, we start to see the the whole thing of, well, actually, have they given their life? And again, as we go through this podcast, you know, we, we pray that things are given to you to be able to recognize falseness because there are many that are false many that will say that they are christians and yet are false there are even people sat in our churches today that are false there are even people that lead our churches today that are false and we have to be so careful 
of who we follow, who we listen to, because there are those that the devil will use and is using and is lying to. Potentially those people don't even know it, they don't recognize it. But the devil is using them. And they are not testing things against the word. Do you know, even this week, I've I've seen very clearly you know, someone who says one thing within you know, a small group setting. And then in the public eye is saying something totally different. I've also seen that they may say something within the small setting where they say what they want, that they think people want them to hear, and they're being clever about it, or they think they're being clever about it. And then through actions in other ways, or even Facebook, they are portraying something totally different. That's falseness. And within that falseness, they are potentially leading other people to think that they are a true disciple of Jesus. Do you know, I've even had to look at myself recently and say, am I a true disciple of Jesus? And in doing that, I've recognized a few things that the Lord wants to deal with within me to make me a better person. Do you know, if we don't see these things, if we do see these things and don't do anything about it, we are being disobedient. These things will be highlighted to us. They'll be highlighted in various ways and various means, but they will be highlighted and we need to deal with these issues in our lives. We need to make sure that when something is revealed in our character that is not of God, that we deal with it. And when we look at this passage, which we're going to be going through, we will start to be able to see. I pray that you are going to have something revealed to you about how things should be. How things within the Ecclesia should be. Because this is biblical. And this is everything that Jesus has led us to be. If his church, if his ecclesia is not set in the way that we're going to see, then there is an issue. Because this becomes very, very clear. So as we, in fact, before we continue with looking at this passage in Acts 2, I want us to look at Matthew 16 because, you know, there's a, there's a misconception of something here that actually 
is important to where we are right now in Acts 2. So we go to Matthew 16, and I'm going to read from verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesar Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say I, that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth you will be loosed in heaven. Now this passage, uh, I'm sure many of you have heard it before, that this particular one in verse 18 where he says to Peter you know, that you are the rock and that I will build my church. This is exactly what we're seeing in Acts 2. Jesus has said, he's made a promise, he has given a prophetic word over Peter to say that on him he will build his church. That on Peter I will build my church. The word church is the word ecclesia. And the word ecclesia in the original Greek is a word that means a gathering of citizens called out of their homes into some public place or an assembly. It's a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place and assembly. It's nothing to do, initially, with Jesus. There were ecclesias all over the place. They were a gathering of citizens that were called out of their homes into a public place for a reason. For a specific reason. And what Jesus is saying is that within this, he himself is going to build his gathering of people. So that's the first thing. And that lines up with what we've talked about before in the fact that there is a body of believers that come together. That the ecclesia or the church is a body of believers. Notice again, if we go back into our passage in Acts 2, 
that these people don't do anything. They don't give constant attention to the thing that we're going to look at in a minute. You know, they don't continue steadfastly until they have received the word and been baptized. They don't gather together until that happens. And who has given this sermon? Who has given this preach? Who has been bold enough? Who has been given the Holy Spirit bold enough, blunt enough to share in the way that's been shared to then see this happen? It's Peter. And what did Jesus say? That I say to you, that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. I will build my ecclesia. I will bring together my body of believers. That's what Matthew 16, 18 is linking with. It's Peter that has said these things and Jesus has already told him that he will do this. He just doesn't know how. And this shows you know, quite an amazing thing for us today, because how many of us think or know, shall I say, that we get a word from Jesus, that we get a word from the Holy Spirit, and we think about it in one way, but we totally miss the way that God has for it. And in sometimes totally missing that, we either totally miss the blessing that he's actually wanting to give us, or the work he's wanting to give us, or... We mess it up, and he has to bring us back into a place to deal with that and to redo it. I'm sure when Peter said this, he had absolutely no idea, no idea of what was going to happen. That he was going to be the first one to preach the gospel and from that preach, he was going to be building the gathering of believers. Those who come together to believe. And that's the point. That the ecclesia or the church is a body of believers that come together for a reason. To give constant attention to something which we will be looking at in a few moments. But just also remember that this Ecclesia is a gathering of people called out from their homes into a public place. They are to share in a public place. This is not something that should be totally for the private but that we should be making it clear that we are part of the body of believers and how many people are too afraid to do that are too afraid to share that they are part of the body of believers that they believe in Jesus you know, we live in a day and age today where I actually see that more people are becoming vocal about being a follower of Jesus. Remember, we are disciples of Jesus. We follow him. We are a disciple of Jesus today. 
and we are seeing more people become vocal. And particularly over the last probably five to ten years, this has been becoming more and more vocal. We cannot hide our faith. We cannot hide our allegiance. You know, somebody who follows a certain football team will tell people that they follow a certain football team. Do you know, I follow Gillingham. <laughs> and, and, and many people I know will go, who are they? Or some people who are listening may even laugh. But Gillingham are my team. And I'm not afraid to share that because I'm passionate about them. And that's exactly, again, what we should be doing with Jesus. We should be passionate about Jesus and we should be passionate enough to share him. And this comes, again, to talking about evangelism. We've talked about evangelism before. Everybody is called to preach the gospel. And so, therefore, everybody is called to be an evangelist. You know, this is not something just for certain people. This is something for everyone. We are all to share the gospel. But it should be something that is an outpouring of our transformation, an outpouring of our life, and not something that we get bullied into, or not something that we are you know, afraid to do. You know, if we're afraid to share Jesus, then we need to pray about that. Because there is clearly something that is stopping you from wanting to share the gospel. The ecclesia is a body of believers that came were drawn out of the home. And so we are to be a body of believers that are drawn out of our home. To share the good news. To share Jesus. So as we just focus on that for a moment... Yeah, I wonder where you are within this. Yeah, we're starting, as I said before, we, we, we've been doing the foundations and we're here today we are starting to look at the foundations of the Ecclesia, of what Jesus says he's going to build. He's going to build it. And he's going to build it through the Holy Spirit. And you know what? That's everything that's happened in Acts 2. We've seen the Holy Spirit come. We've seen the Holy Spirit pour out on the disciples, on the apostles. We've seen Peter take the boldness through the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's given him that boldness to go forth and to share what has happened. The Holy Spirit has given Peter everything he needs to then go out and to share. And in sharing, he brings the Ecclesia together. Jesus brings the Ecclesia together through him. Jesus, go back even further, Jesus has to go to heaven. He has to ascend because we're told that if he doesn't, then the Holy Spirit wouldn't come. Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about when he talked about it. And so when Jesus tells you something, when the Holy Spirit tells you something, he knows what he is saying to you. The question is, will you be obedient to it? Will you walk in exactly what he is asking you to walk in?
will you give constant attention to the things that we're going to look at in a minute? Because only you have that responsibility. You have the responsibility to be obedient to him. And so what is it that they gave constant attention to? That firstly, it was the apostles' doctrine. They gave consistent attention to the apostles' doctrine. Now the apostle is a delegate or one sent forth with orders. There is a gift of the apostle. And then we have the 12 disciples who were the apostles. We are talking here about the 12 disciples. We're not talking about the gift of the apostle. Yeah, that's something totally different, which we will look at later on. Yeah, and but we are talking about the twelve disciples. They are the foundational or the, the, the first apostles. And in fact we have you know, a few passages that that bring that up. You know, if we look at Matthew ten, where Jesus calls them Matthew 10 verse 1, and when he had called his 12 disciples to them, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and diseases. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. First Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Apphius, and Libius, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These are the apostles. We also see in Luke 6 this comes up again he only talks about it in uh, Luke 6 verse 13 and it was day he called his disciples to himself and from them he chose 12 whom he also named apostles and then again in Acts 1 you know, a passage that we've looked at you know, a few weeks ago now when they when the disciples are in the, the room together and you know, Peter stands up and he says you that the fact that you know, they need to bring someone else into the apostles and it says in verse 26 and they cast their lots and the lot fell on Matthias and he was numbered with the 11 apostles so this is the 12 disciples this is those initial 12 who were also called the apostles this is their doctrine so what is the doctrine it's the teaching it's the instruction and where has this come from it's come from jesus they have spent time with jesus to the point where they have learned and they now know how to walk how to walk their life and what is happening here is those 3,000 souls that were added 
who had received the word of Peter, who had had heaven opened up to them and revealed, they wanted to learn everything that the apostles learnt. And so today, within our church, within our ecclesia, we should be hearing the teaching of the apostles or the teaching of Jesus. And we should be wanting to learn that. We should be wanting to learn the teaching of Jesus. We should, in basically, we should be wanting to be discipled. If a church is not discipling, then it is not following the biblical line of what it should be doing. A church is there to disciple. And I've had this conversation with many people before. And the question has been, oh, but what about the preaching of the gospel? Okay, my answer to that is, come back and look at what happens in Acts 2. And we've been going this over the for a number of weeks. Peter shares the gospel. Where does he share it? On the streets. He shares it to a crowd of people on the streets. And that's the point. The gospel is something that should go out. Remember what Jesus says in the Great Commission, go and preach the gospel. We're not told to stay in the building and preach the gospel. That's weird, because what you're doing is you're sitting back and you're saying, well, people will come to me. That's not how it works. We are to go out to share the gospel, and then when people come to faith, we are to then bring them together and disciple them. And this is where we have got it wrong. I'm not saying don't do gospel events, don't do gospel nights. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that the body of believers that meet together should be meeting together to be discipled. Not to hear the gospel over and over again. The body of believers should be discipled. And if they are not being discipled, there is a problem. If they're not increasing in their daily walk with Jesus, there is a problem. Discipleship is a responsibility of leaders. But at the same time, there should be a passion to want to be discipled. And that's not just a passion of, I want to study more and I want to know more. Actually, there should be a passion to come under some form of mentorship or leadership that will disciple you. This is important to totally understand because this is one of the foundations of the Ecclesia. This is a foundation. 
And so I ask you the question as we come towards the end of our time together. Are you excited about being discipled? Secondly, are you actually being discipled? And thirdly, are you in an ecclesia that is discipling you? Because these are the things that we need to get to grips with. We need to understand. So let's pray. And just pray, Holy Spirit, will you pour into hearts of those that are here? Firstly, discipleship. A desire to want to be discipled. A desire to want to know more about you. A desire to come under some form of mentorship that will see them grow in you. Lord, I also pray for boldness, that where this is not happening, that people will take a step back. Lord, that they will find a mentor Lord, will you lead people to those who you have selected to be mentors? Lord, I pray for those mentors that they will grow themselves, but they will also be bold enough and brave enough to step forward in the calling that you give them to disciple. Lord, we know that this can be a lonely place within the whole thing of discipleship. But Lord, I pray for all those that have got a heart for discipling. Lord, I pray that you will walk with them and that they will feel you walking with them. So that there is a transformation and change. Lord, and that people do become equipped for you, for your service, for your ministry. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, I, I do pray and hope that that has given you some food for thought uh, this week. And we will continue unpacking this more next week. But until then, God bless you. Stay safe, stay protected. May you know that you are loved. God bless. <laughs>